Chiebs, uh, if it smokes that loud, it's here and proud. All right, guys, let's talk about a big uh, about drugs. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah! Come, coming, coming at you live, Ponzi scream, cutting through this cloud of loud in three separate yeah. locations yeah. over Zoom. Oh. Uh, and I'm Dude, over here. I'm, I'm over. Here. I'm mic- I'm microdosing, guys. I don't know about you two, but I'm microdosing. I'm just Dude, trying to trying to come up with the next app. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm macro, man. I'm full in. I'm 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 on the big. I'm on like I'm on the mids game right now. I'm smoking a bunch of artificial THC and mid combo, rolling that. <laughs> really what is good. a mid? What's a mid? K- what are mids? K Town. Did anyone grow up in the Midwest here? K Town. You guys have ever? It's just like bad. It's bad weed. It's swag. It's, but it's it's a little bit above swag. It's. Gabe, you know what? You I, know what I grew up. About. Okay, so here's the thing. I grew up bef- before hydroponics in D.C. The weed was all like two dimensional, uh, gray, brown. There yeah. were seeds yeah. in it. Hell yeah. And then after what happened mm-hmm. was after 9-11, um, the ports all closed <laughs> and there was this big drought of like easily imported <laughs> shitty weed. And so after yeah, the yeah. drought, uh, a bunch of uh, homegrown hydroponic boys started cornering the market. In creating a higher quality of drug, but uh, then pe- once the ports opened back up and it was easier for people to move product um, internationally, there wasn't a market for shitty weed anymore because people's tastes so, had had grown sophisticated yeah. to that sweet, sweet three dimensional seedless nug. So, can you apply that like otherwise to like other sectors of agriculture to say that well, 9-11 we can apply caused it. the locavore movement? Like, did 9-11 cause? <laughs> uh, we could say that uh, coronavirus is going to cause a massive um, re- revolt against the 40-hour work week, and it's also going to make people see how terrible their lives were before the $500 a week uh, pandemic money. Yeah. Because when that runs out, mm-hmm. it's like realizing that you were never... You were just breaking even, breaking your back for forty right. hours a week, well, and yeah. also commuting well, is is also who who ever wants to waste an hour and a half on a subway or in a car again when you could mm-hmm. roll out of bed, put on your Thai fisherman pants, and work from home with only above the keyboard hot couture. Uh, two two things I want to say first. Two days ago, it was so humid out that when I got back after doing many hours of delivery, the, the, the line where my socks ended and my exposed skin began oh, yeah. was like there was, a, there, was a, there was a definitive line. And it wasn't sunburn. It was just grime. It was just dirt. Oh. So, Ooh. Yeah. Definitive sure. How grime. high up on your leg was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a real, it was I, like I was in the shower. I was like, I need to wash my legs like I this isn't an afterthought my legs, my legs. Sure. uh <laughs> not not the whole body just the legs yeah just the legs please also, present me with a hot basin of water and a loofah <laughs> so i can scrub my calves and shins yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um also second of all i feel so bad for you guys because i am the only person in this trio who grew up on the west coast and who is basically just exposed to constant amounts of like pretty decent weed all the time i'm cool. sandwiched between bc seattle 
and Humboldt County. All these all these things I hear about in the mid nineties and the early aughts about just be not being able to get fucking dog shit in either the Midwest or the East Coast. And meanwhile, some in nineteen or in like two thousand and three, somebody's like, Hey, you wanna smoke weed? And then they pull out like a nug that's all keef. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, this is this is normal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but Danny, you've missed out on buying uh, a twenty dollar eighth of K Town and rolling a blunt and listening to Justice in your friend's mom's minivan. So. I did not listen. I missed seeing Justice when they came through Portland in two thousand seven. I'm uh. still pissed about it. They came oh through I'm I'm so pissed. It was right when Cross came out. Well, spe- well, speaking of justice, coronavirus drug remdesivir <laughs> is going to cost $3,000, $120 for a typical patient. Sure, um, sure. I don't know. That, is, is, how is that for a transition? Are you guys happy with that Sick, one? but how's, sure. your, how's the copay on that? What is that going to be? <laughs> are, are, is this all, in, is this for insurance? And then if you're uninsured, you got to pay 3000 out of pocket per pill? Yeah. The government price I will bet- be $390 a dose or $2,340 a patient for the shortest treatment course. And four thousand two hundred ninety dollars for a longer treatment course. Um, it will but charge... does it even work? No, it. Do- I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think no. so. <laughs> I don't. Ah. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I know that there's one that just came out that is supposed to like reduce the worst symptoms for the worst people, not the worst people like emotionally for the worst people <laughs> the people who yeah. hit their animals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just peda- oh, it only this one only works on pedophiles uh but no it's <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like this they're, they're for the people who are in the worst shape this one like alleviates it for half the people but that's not what this one is uh, wait 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 what about what about a, a snapple bottle and it has a uh, child porn on it and it said made from the worst stuff on earth how about that <laughs> <laughs> that, you know that, what, that's man? Good, right? I'm that's gonna, good, right? I, I, I think that, that's a that, that's a beautiful thing in and of itself, and it has no relation to anything <laughs> that we've been talking about right now. <laughs> it did pop into my it did pop into my head. I had to get it out before I exploded. Thank you. <laughs> Remdesivir, completely Rem- not uh, FDA approved to fight coronavirus. Oh, yet- oh. Also, that's yeah. made. That's by uh, Gilead. Gilead Sciences. Which we've we've is, spoken about them. Yeah, and they are a company that Donald Rumsfeld is highly, highly invested in, and something that a company that he refused to div- divest um, pro- um, ownership or like co you know commingling with when he was the Secretary of Defense back in the early aughts. Like they kept being like Donald Rumsfeld please divest from this company. And he was like, sure. And he never did. <laughs> he was like, yo, chill fam, chill fam, chill fam. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, soon. Okay, okay. Damn. Okay. okay. <laughs> chill, damn, chill, chill. damn. <laughs> uh, so the remdesivir is actually the one, that, so the, the one that I was thinking of, dexamethasone is the medication. They're, they're trying to make it to be that, um, they're, 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 this, this is like the, I don't know, I don't understand names of drugs, do you guys understand names of drugs like why is it acetaminophen and aspirin? Can't they just mm. call it a painkiller or like I don't know? Well, I think one is the generic name and the other one is the brand name. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, the, I don't know. I think well, dude, that's that's see, it's like we get into the issue of like why can't it just be Kleenex? That's what it's called. That's a Kleenex, but 
that's the thing. It's not Kleenex. It's it's like these drugs that have like a very specific purpose that are worth like billions and billions and billions in like intellectual property. So when a company copyrights one version of it and then another company copyrights a version of it, it's not like they can just be like, ah, let's just all call it a Kleenex. They're like, no, no, it's it's uh it's this, it's this. Yeah, I think it's bad. Um, I'm not happy about it. And this also that that was from the Wall Street Journal. Um and also in the New York Times, this headline says, two friends in Texas were tested for coronavirus. One bill was $199, the other $6,408. Baby, uh, $600 covers that, right, Gabe? Sure, this, is, uh, this just sounds like a Kafka-esque nightmare scenario where the person who actually paid more paid more because they were covered by insurance and they mm-hmm. filled out their insurance forms. No. Are you serious? They, yes. So the the uh, the person who with insurance paid more. Guys, uh, you guys might not be able to uh, hear this, but I am uh, rubbing my eyes and my <laughs> temples very intensely uh, visually. Right. It's, well, it's insurance companies are like mafia are like you know the mafia comes to your house or to your neighborhood store and they say, Hey, we're, we're going to be the neighborhood watch. We're the, uh, we're the police. We're going to protect you. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're in fact just going to rob you. Yeah. Yeah. That is that, that makes a lot of, it is a racket in that sort of sense, right? Like they have a monopoly of healing, but because of that, they can just have complete unchecked power and what they can do. Uh, Danny, we're talking about your family. Marianne Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, welcome your aunt, back, your aunt Marianne. <laughs> I really, I got it. You guys, I got it. It's not being stolen. It's my. He got the mine. package. Well, I got the package. You got the goods. You got the. Is it? People outside of New York will not understand the eternal struggle of trying to ha- get a UPS person to not actively throw the package you're getting from them into the garbage. Like oh, I, <laughs> oh, the best city in the country, best city in the world, New York City. New York is the best. You get a hot slice of pizza. If the water makes the best bagels, put a schmear on it. Oh, if you want a package delivered, we're going to throw that shit in the gutter and cover it with uh, rat feces and raccoon urine. New York City is so you. beautiful. <laughs> New York City is so beautiful that even your garbage is valuable. All right. You order yeah. your garbage on Amazon. Yeah. There yeah. There you go. But yeah. you, were, you were talking about the you were talking about Marianne, <laughs> or or whatever. Uh, read him the headline one more time, David. Two friends in Texas were tested for coronavirus. One bill was one hundred ninety nine dollars. The other six thousand four hundred eight dollars. Woo! We're gonna I, put a air horn <laughs> over that. Beep, 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 beep. And the third identical one, treatment. And the third one really? got a tax credit because they opened up a small business in a low-income neighborhood for three years and employed. No, I'm just kidding. That was come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they got Pell grants after living there for three years and proving yeah. residency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, she's I'm uh not I I know we don't really get too caught up in presidential stuff here, but like she's totally going to be the vice presidential pick if only because it's the stupidest pick that you could possibly make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. I personally, I, th- I, I, I've been really relieved to see in the Black Lives Matter marches that I've been going to recently. People have been chanting to um, say, "Lock them up." Parentheses the parents for truancy. 
lock them up <laughs> yeah. for truancy. It's for truancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. yeah I agree with you, man. She, yeah, Biden would really be meeting the moment uh, for that one. Um. So, anyways, welcome to Ponzi Scream. Um. What's up? I'm David Bradley Eisenberg, and um, that's David. I, that's me. Yep. As always, this is Gabe Pacheco. Yeah, uh, it's me. I got my package. I can now rest. I can rest easy now. I'm happy. And that's his name. And his name is Rest Easy, rest easy Package. Um, Ooh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else are we talking about today? So, I don't know. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on this uh, drug uh, thing? I mean, uh, Gabe compared yeah. them to the police. I compare them to Danny's family. Yeah. Are we, are we just like... <laughs> Oh, well, I just, I it was, gives me. I feel like I have brain worms I, trying to <laughs> rationalize and explain our current system of uh, testing people for the uh, the pandemic, like the plague that is sweeping the world and freezing our economy and keeping us inside from seeing our loved ones. And then when two people go and try to get tested to see if they are vectors for this, um, they're just one of that. They're both. They're both robbed of a, a significant amount of money, which is prohibiting. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's prohibitive to even go and get tested if you have to pay for it that much. Mm -hmm. And then to see the inequality with no logic mm -hmm. uh, between the two just makes you want to like pour gasoline on the whole system. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty yeah. nonsensical. I, I would say <laughs> yeah. the best way, first of all, I wanted to give Gabe a little bit of space to get get, get get i was like i was like i feel like i feel like this is gonna be i i know what he's gonna say it needed it needed it needed space to breathe um to grow um the best way i can describe that headline is based off of a youtube uh channel i've been watching recently uh it's one of those channels that basically explicitly pirates british shows that none no american has ever heard of and this show is called can't pay will take it away have you guys heard of it at all what oh shit it sounds great dude it sounds like repo man the show literally it's 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 high court writ enforcement in london going to people's houses and either a kicking them out of the out of houses for not paying on time or uh b demanding uh money Is this and if it's real it's a real sh it's a, so it's like economic cops Hello. Economic, yeah, Today. it's economic <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Today we're going to the house of Brandon Shuttlesworth, and he lives in a flat in the 42nd gate above uh, North Sh Shaftsfordbury. Yeah, and, yes. Uh, he, <laughs> he's uh, three months behind in payments. Uh, we're just going to knock on his door politely. Tap, tap, yeah. tap. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, <laughs> half half of the cases are incredibly sad, and half of them are just people who are like kind of dipshits who just don't pay like any bill. Cool. But the thing that I understand that I that I'm I'm getting from it, which is so foreign as an American, is on the the situations where they kick somebody out, something they always say. So you've been kicked out of your living area. The first thing you're going to want to do is go to council and apply for emergency housing and when i and the first time i heard them say that i was just like what are you, are you fucking kidding what are, me what are you what are you what 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 
emergency housing is this like we don't have that in america oh <laughs> Dan know? danny danny look look i understand that you're being kicked out uh <laughs> what i'd like you to do is you see all of those uh amazon boxes that are wet and soggy in the gutter that were thrown yeah. there by ups people that could that didn't decide to deliver the packages you can take <laughs> yes, those soggy yes, yes. pieces of cardboard and try to make yourself a little like mud uh soggy uh little hovel like a little trash <laughs> igloo outside yeah. underneath a bridge all right, have you guys yeah. seen have you guys seen Star Wars episode 1? Here is a model of Anakin young Anakin Skywalker's childhood doghouse from Tatooine. I am going to mm -hmm. send this to you and uh we're going to make you a little dog hut out of this uh out of this Tatooine soil. That's right out front of your home. <laughs> we're going to help yeah. you out. We're going to hook you up, all right? It's going to look really space-like. Yeah, in conclusion, it is uh a bizarre how random and cruel the United States uh, can be when it comes to uh, treating people with any degree of uh, dignity when it comes to uh, um, solving their ailments and how even when Britain and England are being mean, they're still somehow eons more helpful <laughs> than, than, than uh, America, uh, us, our American, their American counterparts. So that's all I have to say about that. Mm. My only statement mm. would be, this is us. <laughs> <laughs> this is us. This we, is us right here. We are, we are Remdesivir. Uh, Remdesivir is us. I don't know what else to think. Like, part of me wants to like, um, find some blackmail on those St. Louis lawyers who had the machine gun and use that blackmail to like, get them to join the revolutionary <laughs> forces. And then oh my God! Use their use their mansion as some sort of like proletarian hideout and turn that into the next capital of the United States when we win. Yeah, because it looks dude. nice. Actually, I saw the interior. Dude, this is this nice. is what the lady was doing. This is what the lady was. Doing. She was holding the gun in the worst way possible. She <laughs> she had the hand. She had the like. Let me talk to your manager. Hand on the hip, and then just this like limp twenty two. You know. She looked like her, the way that she was holding the was the way that like uh, a model held a cigarette in an ad from 1961. Yes, yes, that's just exactly like, it. And the, and the husband was just inadvertently just pointing at AR15 at his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, it was, was the cool. worst gun handling skills I've ever seen. The first thing any gun owner will tell you is like don't point it up unless you're you want to shoot somebody like it's well always keep it down you know <laughs> his finger was on or her finger was on the trigger from what i saw and yeah he was drunk on cocktails they had some cocktails uh right next to them in the photo i don't know if you guys saw that there was a picture of bloodies that was no cool. i yeah. did i did not see that Dude, oh. they, were, they were waiting for the protesters to come by with their guns and they were just yeah. some bloodies waiting for the mantras to come by to shoot him yeah yeah mm -hmm. fuck around and find out little bit <laughs> <laughs> they uh i saw those pictures and i just you know they look i just wanted a john carpenter soundtrack from the 70s behind them <laughs> like it was very uh, like i just keep hearing the synth score from escape from new york yeah or like <laughs> assault on precinct 13 and then also watching that i was like we are in the purge which are by the yeah. way the wokest movies that you can watch like if i was a sociology teacher 20 years from now in the forbidden zone of the former United States, oh, yeah. uh, I would be having kids watch the Purge movies to be like, this is what 
the zeitgeist of the time was. Yeah. You know where the purge kind of failed, actually? Everything, it's like the the the, the message is right on. Mm -hmm. The setting is perfect. They just, there's just like too many Slipknot style masks in it. So, it, <laughs> so like, it always comes off a little bit goofy. Like, costume anytime design. they show, like, yeah, the costume design, anytime they show a thing where a guy has like the scream mask, he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. It just like gets a little too, <laughs> it gets a little too Dayton, Ohio to take seriously on first glance. <laughs> I understand Damn. where you're coming from. The aesthetic choices were a little too like hot topic, the nightmare before Christmas for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he should have been wearing a Nightmare Before Christmas uh, hoodie. You know, that would yeah. have been very that would have been very apt. You know, Gabe, I think that um, yeah, Lisa Norsha, the costume designer for the Purge movies, would be really disappointed <laughs> that you would call her out like that. Oh, the movie was perfect except fucking except fucking Lisa ruined it with this aesthetically tiresome. You know, some forty-one <laughs> derivative jejun mask, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good uh, sentence, David. You were, yeah, yeah. No, well, she gets an honorable mention, though. Like I said, I brought this. I brought the series up because I love. I, I think they're. I think it's a great series, you know. And uh, mm. and uh, but uh, one thing that stuck out about it that resonates today in New York is. That um, since this pandemic started, people can walk around drinking alcohol mm -hmm. in to-go containers. Oh, yeah. People are smoking weed on the streets. I uh, got my city bike membership, and I, I was biking around, and there were just a random, spontaneous block parties all over Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like uh, when we think about anarchy, so many people live in this idea of fear. If we didn't have rules, if we didn't have law and order, it would just be like, uh, streets full of rape and carnage, and that's not the case. Like New York is currently in a kind of a state of anarchy in right. a lot of places, and it's just local DJs setting up their sound systems and, and <laughs> yeah. multi generational parties. You know, yeah. it's fucking cool. It's <laughs> and, not bad. Uh, and and well, in the first purge, they talk about that where they're like, they're like, we're gonna have a night of the year where everyone can just do what they want. And I am giving a spoiler away because who cares? But everybody yeah. is just having fun, and it, it it required the government to create agent provocateurs to go start killing people to create the climate of fear. Because oh, humans, cool. yeah, humans, at, like in anarchy, we would just be out there having a good time. Oh, that sounds nice, man. I want to see that movie now. I, I love and I, <laughs> I I love hot, I love hot topics, so it's perfect for me. But like, yeah, uh, I have noticed that as well. I feel like a lot of laws in that are around like what social like how you can interact socially are for two reasons uh facilitating the movement of commerce and goods and that's mm -hmm. not really happening a lot of times except for to like deliver packages and you know deliver some things to manhattan but it's just like at a much 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 reduced speed um and this so people can kind of go out you can drink in the streets you can bike on Fifth Avenue in the middle of the street, which I did the other week. It was amazing. And then the other reason is that there's a lot of drinking laws that are just leftover laws from, like, prohibition puritanism. And even in New York mm -hmm. State, there was a lot of pro... There was just a lot of puritanism about not being able to drink in the streets. Uh, you know, not they, we just ban... We just allowed dancing or something. Like, didn't New York City, like, ban dancing... Yeah, it was the cabaret <laughs> laws. Yeah. Cabaret laws. Yeah, the which cabaret are part laws. of vice. Da, da, yeah. Da, 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 
No cabaret. Danny's home is an anarchy zone for a cabaret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, hierarchical. Uh, no hierarchy here in this piece. Um, but yeah, but those those, ca- those cabaret laws were insane because you know you go to the you could put uh, a song on at the jukebox. You know you're like oh I'm gonna put this white stripe song on in the jukebox. Yeah, and yeah, one person cool. in the bar in in low ride jeans with the whale tail uh, g string starts <laughs> shimmying and shaking, and uh, you know Officer Sullivan he's walking down the street swinging his baton. And he walks in, and I'm just trying to give you guys as many different oh, yeah. anachronistic. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want all timelines to collide in this example. Yeah, yeah. Baby, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks in, and he's like, "We got one person dancing. We're sh- we're shutting the place down." Yeah, and that's, that's it. That's crazy. And there were also, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, and there were also you know like racist laws or whatever, um, as as people might say. Uh, yeah, and and now it's like we can be a civilized nation. We can drink in the streets, um, which is only allowed in the United States, in Vegas, Charleston, South Carolina, and New Orleans. And this is a good thing. Being able to drink in the streets is a normal thing that developed nations are like, this is a right of humans to be able to have a beverage in the streets, smoke a cigarette, smoke a joint, because these laws are arbitrary and are interfering with human dignity. And that's one uh, That's one thing. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like constantly there are situations in the coronavirus pandemic that are revealing some of the w- absolute contradictions of how our country operates and that's a very small one i i you know i have i have one thing and this has been rolling around in my head for a little bit and i just want to share my truth share it baby uh, with you guys i and i really be, i've really thought hard about this as a cyclist and as a person who is mostly averse to cars, abolish abolish the police. Mm-hmm. Keep parking enforcement. Hear me out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. New York City does not need any more NYPD people armed. All right. Mm-hmm. That said, if you drive a car in this city, you most likely drive it like an absolute shithead and you need to be roped in because <laughs> i swear to god i have seen i've almost been killed hundreds of times and i was just like riding the other day i was just sort of like you know maybe that's what defund the police is is just like get rid of all the regular cops with guns yeah and just ma- make sure there's the guys with white hats walking around just making sure that you don't meter almost maid. kill me all the time L- like a little yeah, re- yeah. rita the meter maid you know something yeah, like yeah. that so yeah. Uh, here, here's something, uh, you know, police that we, we always in L.A., maybe not New York, but in L.A., there's more high speed chases. Oh, yeah. And Ooh. cops love getting in high speed chases, which always lead to like legal problems because other cars get, um, you know, people just freak out when there's a high speed chase. Mm-hmm. You have, yes. to have the high probability of car crashes and um, uh, collateral damage. You don't ever need to chase uh, a, a car as a cop. Because now cars have GPS tracking in them. We have mm-hmm. drones overhead. So yeah. all you have to do is set automatic spikes uh, every mile, let's say, on the highway. And yeah. you could just be like, okay, this, uh, this Honda Civic is, uh, is going to be you know, passing this highway checkpoint in a minute and a half. And just some one dude who's sitting in a, on his laptop 
could press yeah. one button and send the spikes up yeah. in that lane. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. This is um this has been the Socialist Solutions Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, 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 I don't know I, well, how dystopian you know, my idea is. It sounds it could be used well, in a totalitarian some, way. It could have some consequences. Well, what I what I would say what I would say is I just think that um, you know people people are I think I think people really do get hung up on the whole like what do you mean the I I I there there's going to be absolutely no police and I'm like no 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 you don't understand I still think most of New York drives like a piece of shit I still yeah. think seventy percent of people shouldn't be allowed to have a car here because they literally blast through reds like that's that's that so it's like here I let me give let me let me enlighten you to a world that could that 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 could be that doesn't mean there's a guy who like has 17 like aggressive um you know uh what do, what do you call it like police misconduct issuances on M- manslaughter yeah. maybe yeah yeah maybe. yeah can you david can you believe this this motherfucker put my initials when he si- when i signed for this package and i didn't fucking sign for this package Mm-mm. he was just no, gonna he did not he was no, you did not. he's just gonna le- he's, he's just gonna leave it there and let Mm-mm. it get stolen like an absolute piece of shit my god mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, speaking of absolute pieces of shit, <laughs> the deadliest corporate crime in the U- in U.S. history will end with 84 guilty pleas of involuntary manslaughter. PG&E yeah. Corporation, the power company. That's right. That's um, right. Its equipment sparked the largest wildfire in state history, consuming the town of Paradise. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? A little on the nose. Uh, yeah. The, some of the writers for, for this episode. And many who lost loved ones or homes to the 2018 issue, uh, Fire, may not find comfort in the utility, only paid a $4 million fine. <laughs> That's oh nothing. That is. That that's like one of those things where it's like if you take uh, a company's net worth and then you add four million, it's the equivalent of like one of us dropping a nickel. You know, it means uh, yeah. nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or especially me, or me breaking up with Danny's mother means nothing. Absolutely no. no. It means nothing. no, David. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cruel. <laughs> She was finally happy. Mrs. Phelps was finally. Whenever she joined the Zoom, there was a twinkle in her eye. You Nothing. leave Barb alone. Leave no, Barb alone. It, it was a fucking nickel. It was just like dropping a nickel. Yeah. So you're so cruel. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah. Shout out to the Phelps family. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It, look, it's a bad thing. They like it's just um, so they've already settled claims from insurers and individual fire vict- victims and local government agencies for more than twenty five billion dollars. Okay, that is a thing, right? And it also okay, received okay. a one point nine billion dollar penalty from the California Public Utilities Commission. So the criminal case is the last unfinished unfinished business as it races to exit from bankruptcy in the series of wildfires that happened. Um, yeah. So they, they did give out some money, but it's just PG&E has, uh, encompasses 125,000 miles of electrical grid. And, and guess what, guys? Fire season's coming back. Fire season's here. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Danny and David, did you know 
I don't know if I've ever told you before on the show, my favorite mammal is the beaver. No. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I and uh, and there's a reason I'm bringing up the beaver right now, okay? You're because the beaver, yeah, exactly. They build the dams, and they are what, what you're, you call them a keystone species because they are, they, wherever they are, they create an entire ecosystem. They terraform because yeah. when they build the dam, they build a reservoir of water, and then they create uh, windy creeks. They create all these tributaries. Yes. And in doing that, whenever you have a, a climate uh, where you don't get a lot of water, these dams become reservoirs. They become investment banks for, um, for water. Nice, and nice. if you, so when the French, and then after the French, other um, European settlers came and they killed almost all the beavers in North America, oh, yeah. they changed the climate and made North America drier. And in fact, probably through killing off all these beavers, limited all of these other species um, as well, because wherever the beavers were, the moose could go and they could drink and yeah, you know, yeah, there'd yeah. be more fish. That reminds me of 14 Wolves. Did you guys see that YouTube video? 14 Wolves. No. Were, 14 Wolves. Is it about released. Wyoming? Yeah. yeah 14 yes. Wolves were released into. <laughs> yeah, baby. Dude, it was amazing. 14 Wolves Wait. were released into uh, Yellowstone National Park and they changed the river. They moved the river. So that. It, <laughs> what? Uh, what? I'm not going to say anything else beyond that, but I'm just. Because I want. Uh, maybe we'll, let's link it in the in the episode description, but it's like. One of the most moving pieces of two-minute clickbait I've seen um, in in the last, uh, you know, maybe month or so of my life. Um, That's beautiful. You won't believe what these wolves. You won't believe what these wolves did with this river. I know this sounds like a Malcolm Gladwell chapter in like an addendum to the Tipping Point. Like, yeah, look, yeah. guys, we don't need a lot. We just need some minor tweaks. With fourteen has- wolves, you can change an entire <laughs> direction a river will flow. <laughs> yes, I was on I was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane one time. Bye. <laughs> um uh, but I brought my wife. So she <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cuz so there's no way women good. aren't perverts and sex deviants too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh um, go so, on for a second. I need I need to grab a uh, I'm, I'm super thirsty. Let me grab some water real fast. Okay. Exactly. And that's why I brought up beavers because we wouldn't have this <laughs> these endemic forest fires. If we kept mm-hmm. the land moist, my wet yep. boys. Yeah, my like how my voice currently is moist. Uh, <laughs> my throat is totally damp. Uh, I'm feeling good. How's your voice doing, Gabe? I'm great, man. I'm over here drinking coffee at uh, not at eight thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds sounds like life is treating you well. Uh, do you think sure. Gabe is just, Do you think Danny is actually going out and just getting another package? Yeah, he's he's just Danny. Did you? Danny, did you go out? Danny, did you go out and just get another package? Is that what you just did? And look, I've been the one who's stealing all the packages on next door, all right? Look, there it, it, is. it was me. It was me, okay? It's my nest cam that's capturing uh people taking <laughs> taking things. So um I want to move on to something a little bit more a little bit sadder. Um I want to talk about uh woke investing. Um, okay yes <laughs> and woke investing is on the line it's uh basically the uh the the department of labor who is now headed by i i shit you not antonin scalia's son 
right? Eugene. Sick. Yeah, yeah Eugene that's right. Scalia. That's right. Yeah, one of 15 of Scalia's shithead sons. Um, and did he have a, he, did he have a he lot was, of sons? He was, he was very Catholic about his lifestyle. I'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. No pullout game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he just, I knew you'd say, I knew you'd say it, Gabe. I knew you had to say, dude, he just, (laughs) dude, yeah, Catholic, I I like this theory that like, my man lets it soak. It's not, it's not, (laughs) it's not doctrinal that Catholics like are like required to like go forth and multiply. It's just that they come too quick, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, I just busted, I just busted inside you. I just, I just busted inside, John. I'm, I'm real, I'm real trad with it. I keep it real trad. It's a, a three. I'm a three pump. I believe in the Trinity. Three pumps. <laughs> the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh. I busted. Oh, I just bust. There you go. There you go. I just busted. Yes, so, that's right. So, uh, so, so young Scalia, he, um was uh, actually like a litigator and overturning uh, this Obama Department of Labor rule, which would have enhanced the protections and standards of conduct for retirees and their fiduciaries. And he helped overturn that rule. Now he just got appointed to be the head of the Department of Labor. Um, One of our previous episodes, we talked about how he ended up getting that job, and that's because, in part, Alex Acosta, the former Secretary of Labor, um, was complicit in the Epstein cover-up. Uh, yes. So that's uh, a cool story about that. But now he imposed, he proposed this rule, which would um, basically new rule, new rule. It would define. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, he works. He's new a writer. On the, he's a writer on the Bill Maher show now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he basically uh, what it would do is it would define a strict. Uh, fiduciary duty for retirees which sounds good in relation to esg investing esg investing is environmental social governance uh which is basically if you want to have your investment go towards anything that has some sort of second goal any ethical prerogative any double bottom line any you want to be like i i only want to invest in renewable energy um or you only want to invest in only in guns, or you only want to invest in Jeb Bush's re-election campaign, or something. I mean, that maybe the last one's not true, but like the whole idea is that um, retirement funds cannot do that. Now, they what? cannot. They cannot be uh, solely, solely for one thing. They have to be solely for one thing, and that is maximizing returns. Retirement funds yeah. cannot do woke investing they cannot um perform you know have some sort of say i want to invest in this fund because your stocks can't virtue signal anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. okay you know what this reminds yeah only retirement plans yeah oh only retirement um you know honestly this like you know how like I think they actually had a Supreme Court decision recently that talked to, that was in relation to Louisiana and like mm-hmm. closing down abortion clinics mm-hmm. uh, and how uh, it, oddly enough it passed um, and Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the liberal side of the court and was like no Louisiana mm-hmm. that's right you have to you have to allow abortion clinics and in their dissent the conservative justices were like this is for the health of the women and it is a disgrace that it 
failed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like this kind of this kind of feels a little bit like that in a way because it's like they're saying, "No, you don't understand. We just we're just very concerned about the health of your stock portfolio. Right. We don't. Right. We don't look. We're not trying to limit anybody uh, anybody's beliefs. We just believe in this in this thing. You know what? Does that right. make sense? Yes, I think it does. It and it honestly kind of would be an like you know kind of trying to protect retirees rule proposal if it so clearly weren't politically motivated in my opinion because yeah two three weeks ago uh the department of labor issued this letter which more or less allowed for more private equity investment in uh retirement plans i mean this is within like the same month he's saying yes we will allow for more private equity um, even though it has higher fees and uh, some studies say that it has the exact same amount of performance if you invest yes. in a retirement plan in just an S&P 500 index fund. Just some random run-of-the-mill, not random, some just run-of-the-mill the, fund. Just, just the good old S&P will do you, will do you fine if you yeah, want but, to. But yeah, but private equity has, high, has, has huge fees, that we know for sure, and uh, it, we're not really sure about its performance. So the DOL allows that and then three weeks later says you know what uh esg investing not so not so much so what it really says is like um they will allow it only if um basically you have to prove that it does actually ensure maximum returns and that is the the crazy thing about it is this pandemic especially has really shown esg funds funds that have some sort of environmental or social or governance mission um have higher returns and lower risk in many, many mm. circumstances, especially with fossil fuels collapsing, um, all these renewable energy funds, ETFs, um, you know, comp- or like just like public or just companies, uh, all had crazy higher performances than all these other funds that were invested in fossil fuels, USO especially. Um, and so there is evidence that ESG investing actually has returns in and of itself. And if you look at investing in a very you know, macro sense, investing in good companies will make better returns in the long term, right? Like That's right. Sure. Because I'm thinking, well, you say this, it just makes me think about how many companies on the uh, reductive scale of just looking at maximizing profits uh, look great on paper, but they help continue to accelerate deforestation. So right. if a company on paper is giving us great returns, your retirement fund is great, but you've cut down a third of the rainforest in Brazil, then it's only going to accelerate climate change and accelerate mm-hmm. the the uh, release of like dinosaur viruses as yeah, the uh, polar right. ice caps melt. Right, right. And all of the grandkids are going to die, and there's going to be what, what? So, or even uh, like not so great for the retirement portfolio to have your grandchildren dead. Yeah, right. Or mm-hmm. like even now, like we didn't close the economy in March. Because we we didn't want to ruin mm-hmm. we didn't want to ruin things by closing restaurants then, but the long term effect of that very short term um, hesitation is what having the entire country on welfare for the foreseeable future. Yeah. No, the 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 thing about these people when they're like the 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 like your returns are gonna be great your returns are gonna be great uh those those guys Gabe is that. In theory, they have a, um, uh, they have as as David has mentioned multiple times, like a fiduciary duty right. to like do the right thing and give people the thing with the best return. 
But all whenever you get some some jackass like that being like uh being like uh oh this is gonna be great, be like, okay, put it in writing. Write your name under it. Like write a contract. Write a contract mm-hmm. that this is gonna be this is gonna be great for the next like 10, 20, 30 years. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. You really, really, really? Because most of the time you assholes are trying to just get the quickest, shortest the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. So last I checked, it's not great. You can't commit to anything that you actually say. <laughs> I, I don't yeah i don't trust these people either um and i, I and there is like a, a like okay you don't want to like have retirees especially like 401k retirees because they're taking the hit if there are losses you know mm-hmm. taking the hit you don't want that you want them to have a safe investment and you don't want to use yeah. the, you don't want to use that for chicanery but like there's um and so in theory what it does is it just requires these ESG funds to do their homework and prove that before you invest in retirement funds that you actually are going to be a safe investment for mm-hmm. retirees. And that is, um, that's a nice thing, uh, but it's... It's very, it's very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but th- th- this just makes it so much harder, uh, th- this yeah. rule will. Th- this rule will absolutely make it that much harder. And um, the fact that it's in conjunction with this private equity stuff is... Uh, one of the most like, you know, bad faith initiatives I, I've I've at least seen in an attempt to kind of like theoretically protect people from greenwashing. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, look, if you wanna if you wanna critique the greenwashing people, please by all means, right? right. There is pl- there's plenty to critique, but like, you can't critique them if there's nowhere to start. <laughs> it's like that's it's, it's such a common thing of like the right appropriating the language and the criticisms of the far left to further the far right basically right like yeah, people, yeah, yeah. people who are cr- criticizing on the left greenwashing as a problem aren't saying these companies like environmental investing is bad they're saying these environmental investing companies aren't good enough Yes, yes, precisely. But then precisely. There, it's, like, it's just a very, very, it's just like yet another example. I, 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 yeah. um, but I feel like that goes everywhere in politics. It's like uh, critiquing yeah. Hillary Clinton or critiquing Joe Biden uh, for very legitimate reasons allows the right to then uh, have their base say, look, they're hypocrites too. And it's right. like on the left, we're not critiquing them because we uh, would like Trump again. It's because we want something further left. Right. Yeah, it's it's also one of those arguments too. When when you're when you're talking to uh, a conservative base person, somebody who's just like, I just want to chill out, and and I this you know I these are the things I believe in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When they when they say something like, um, uh, man, I fucking hate Hillary Clinton, and then you or me or anybody that we know is just sort of like, yeah, she fucking sucks. They're they're usually like, what? <laughs> like they, you know, it's sort yeah. of this like that, that, liberal, talk- that liberal leftist Hillary Clinton. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but then but then if you, it's like, it that that's an uh, an argument that has some base because most of the conservative base has no actual like relationship with like people on the left. And like, oftentimes we're purposefully, you know, kept away from each other because there are some things that like 
we have in common. But when you have someone like Eugene Scalia, who it's like, buddy, you know fucking better. And you are just, you're just lying through your teeth. Like, it, it, it's like, you know better. You're, you're not a dumb guy. I, you can't prove to me you're a dumb guy. I ju- you're, just, you're just straight up. Uh, it's a false premise, what you're saying. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Eugene Scalia, naughty boy. Very naughty. Uh, I'd Very say, bad. thought or not, I'd say not. I would say he deserves uh, three three spankings. Why go into the same profession as your dad, though? That oh, you oh, that always sucks. You know he's conservative because he's going into the same profession as his dad. You know, like when I meet a celebrity in uh, like a stand up, and their kid is also a stand up, I'm like, dude, w- go do something else because you'll never live up to whatever. Like if you're if if their father was is really great at it, it's like give mm-hmm. up. Go become an accountant. If your dad was Richard Pryor, go become an accountant. If <laughs> yeah. your father was like uh, the head of the Supreme Court, go and fucking just work, dude. Work at SeaWorld. Yeah. Like, go and become an orca trainer. Uh, one of the fun- one of the funniest little anecdotes about Ant- Anton and Scalia, uh, R.I.P. Rotten Hell, uh, is that like he 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 like I think he grew up in New York. And he oh, yeah. went, he was like a he was really big into gun rights and gun advocacy, and I I think there's several uh, stories about how he'd be like yeah you know I would be able to bring my gun on the subway for protection and I'm just like what are you talking you want to bring a gun onto <laughs> the New York City subway like you guys are fucking weird God like the weird they have the the strangest priorities. I also found out that Scalia went to this military high school in New York that's like in the in like the village and apparently he was like really really against making it being a like military it, it being optional for you to join rotc and because i was like a big thing, he's like this school is making everyone it's like it's gonna make these students weak right like making it like our like me- yeah making rotc optional and then i found out that like i don't even think he served in vietnam like this dude had bone spurs no he's like <laughs> That dude, he, I mean, like, look, we're not, I don't want to, I don't want to like sh- uh, look shame or whatever, but that man aged, oof, just, I mean, he, he, he it's like, how did he, he die? did not have, did Dick Cheney shoot him in the face? Is that what it was? No, he just was like, a, he was just a fucking old Italian dipshit. He just, you know, just died of like a heart attack or some shit. You but know? it was like, like on a camp, it was like on a camping trip though, right? Like, wasn't he cabining? I mean, I, I didn't do any deep research on Scalia for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. How did Anton and Scalia die? He best friends with Ruth G- Bader Ginsburg. Uh, Danny, it, just says, it just says natural causes <laughs> on the top of your <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Danny, I thought that you just like typed that onto a typewriter. Just like just say <laughs> that would be funny if you just like put that question on a piece of paper on your typewriter and then. <laughs> that I, I that I go to a, I go to a, I go to a fax machine and I'm like, and all right, Google has it. All right, <laughs> we'll find out in two days. Yeah, 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 out. we'll find out. <laughs> two days when I get yeah. fax back. <laughs> oh, dude, it was in. You know where he was though? He was in Marfa, Texas. Yeah, which is like a weird, like oddly liberal commune in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's really strange. 
So um, your bo- your boy wore like uh, he had like G- uh, he had geodes with him in his in his luggage. Anton Scalia uh, was into crystals. Oh my he gosh! He had some silver and turquoise necklaces. Scalia died. <laughs> Scalia died in his sleep at age seventy nine. He had gone quail hunting the afternoon before what and died and died as the guest of John B. Poindexter, which is just a made up name. This uh, this sounds like something that like a, a cinematic uh, a witch who curses you or like a gypsy curses you and says, at seventy nine you'll die in Marfa, Texas, quail yeah. hunting. Quail hunting, yeah, uh, yeah. Natural causes. She did not see the body. Apparently, oh yeah, which oh wait, she did. The the judge did not see the body, which under Texas law is not required. Uh, nor did she order an autopsy. That's very Texas. I don't need to show. I don't need. I don't need to show you goddamn. It would be kind of. You know? It would be kind of cool if he were killed by a leftist, and then they didn't want to show make him look weak, so they said natural causes. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Or maybe his maybe his son killed him. Or I'm I'm, I'm about to get sued by a bunch of people right now by saying those things. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. all of, allegedly backtrack. Allegedly, allegedly. Apparently, apparently what happened? I, he ate a batch of bad quail. <laughs> he, ate a little, he ate a little bird. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, he choked choked on a quail bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just been a teeny there. little bone. Um, We've all been there. It, yeah, yeah. Legal. I love quails, dude. I love I love the way they look. They got that little they got the little like dangler up up on the front and everything. Mm-hmm. They're like they're they're little guys, you know. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got they're, they're like they got, an angler fish. They got yeah, they got like a turkey neck above their head. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, exactly. Below. Yeah, I like that. The, yeah, yeah. That, it's called the juggalo, right? Um, it's not called the juggalo. It's called the I, yeah <laughs> the gizzard the gim the gim the, the gizzard a gimlet. Gimlet? It's called a gimlet. Uh, so, anyways, do you guys want to talk about something else or anything else to say about you? <laughs> <laughs> Woke investing. Do you guys want to talk about ESG investing anymore? Oh, I, I mean, like, I just think this one is just one of those other ones where you, I mean, we have to wait and see what yeah. happens with it. It's just a, de- it's just a declaration. Um, it's a rule proposal. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just sort of. I am very excited for the hoops that they're going to jump through to be like, uh, no, we, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm excited for all the hoops that they're going to basically be like, <laughs> to be like, no, we can't invest in wind. No wind. No wind at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dumb. We hate it. <laughs> so all this, so all this stuff about like re- having the labor department reassess um, ESG standard stuff, came from an executive order from the Trump administration last year. Um, oh, perfect. That, perfect. Se- that was like section one, two, three, and four were all about like protecting our domestic oil and natural gas reserves. And section five yeah. was about, we want to review ESG priorities. And so this is just like very, and, and proxy voting and stuff like that, which is kind of tied to um, ESG stuff. Uh, and so this is like very clearly a handout to um, the oil and fossil fuel industry, which I personally um, love. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) Which is in itself, you know, as political, it's it's all political and uh, leading to the accelerated decline of our environment. Yeah, I mean... 
it, it, it's also like strange and random too because like what donald trump does and doesn't like i i don't think you can really plot on a graph super accurately like donald trump loves when the tax return form is like it's only a card he loves that it's little mm -hmm. uh but he also hates wind energy but he likes coal for sure but he probably doesn't really give a shit about like other other stuff like he it's just it's just it's just random and it's just like a, a cruel fate that he's just like no I, I i i i hate this so now now it's it's going it's going to be actually pursued you know <clears throat> well i wish donald all the luck in his soul searching just trying to figure find his happiness find his bliss and maybe this will do it for him. maybe donald trump will, will this will make him finally happy yeah you know i mean definitely not but you know who, who can all, <laughs> we, yeah well uh i read a chapter 10 in the end of policing yes let me tell you, uh, we, you know, th these guys are kind of affiliated to cops, the Border Patrol. Oh. Uh, 1920, the National Origins Act, which was uh, put in place mostly to stop Mexicans from crossing the border. And uh, that, that being said, America or the United States prior to that was um, pretty lax when it came to immigration, aside from the uh, incredibly racist um, Chinese Exclusion Act. Right. But, uh, right. That that was uh that wasn't Garfield. That was Chester A. Arthur, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason for that was, I mean, we we needed uh, chi <laughs> David, Chinese David Chinese. Surprise. <laughs> Good deep cut. Good call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised that Chester Arthur would betray. I I, I just thought that I, I voted for him. I'm just surprised that he would do that. Sure, yeah. but our immigration has always been uh, uh, rooted in uh, racism over anything else, really. You know, the Chinese yeah. Exclusion Act was just that they needed uh, uh, Chinese um, people to come and build the railroads, but they didn't want them to stay here and have families. Right. And um, after that, the uh, there's the Border Patrol uh, was created in 1920, and um, like most farmers wanted Mexicans here as cheap labor and so border patrol was less to keep mexicans out and more to deport them when they tried to organize or complained about the the prices so even as an arm of enforcement it wasn't really um defensive it was just it, it's like strike breakers Yes, yes, which which definitely uh, harkens back, especially if you're going back that far. That's not even one generation removed right. from like West Virginia coal miners fighting the police because they were trying to break their strike. You know, uh, in the 1940s, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, go on, David. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is just like I mean, this is like what we talked about last week. Is that you know the police yeah, yeah. and and law enforcement is in so many ways. Uh, and this is yet another example um, that they are labor uh, antagonists. Essentially, their their purpose mm -hmm. is to is to pacify labor and to get them to comply with with capital. Yeah. So you know, you might you might hear these stories of like uh, a heroic border patrol agents keeping back hordes of cartel members, but that. 
that's not what they they were originally created to do and certainly not what they do today their job today is to um uh to to answer anonymous snitch phone calls at work sites to get right. people deported when they try to ask for a raise but never never get their bosses in trouble uh, right. for, for, for no, like, willfully no, no, violating no, 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 the law no, no. and recruiting these people. Okay, so okay, guys, I have my. This is my theory. I think what would be um, good rhetoric for trying to win over anti-immigrant people to the left. What do you guys? Okay, let's let's hear me out. All so, right, shoot, shoot, David, shoot. I think that we should have full amnesty of all illegal immigrants in this country immediately because. Illegal immigration allows for the importation of job outsourcing to the United States, which undercuts wages. So if you have illegal immigrants, your job, your wages are lower because of illegal immigrants. Correct. You should give them amnesty, make them all get a raise. That way they don't have the competitive advantage against you. And you will actually be competing with them for jobs on a level mm. play on a level playing field, and the employer can't use their poverty and indigence and like legal vulnerability against you um, by hiring them. Ooh, I like that argument, David. That's uh, that's very just sort of that's like um, that's like a true. It, it, it you know what it is. It's. Somebody being like, uh, hey, man, I hear that you're real bummed out that all the jobs are being outsourced to China. I got your job. I got your workforce right here. All yeah. right. And they're getting and they're getting paid 15 bones an hour. All right. And it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I think that is I think that is a very that's that's definitely a compelling argument. Uh, be, yeah, because. Well, it all and also reminds me too. I remember a couple of years ago, I remember I watched a specific video. I think it was from Vice or something like that, where it was on a watermelon farm, yeah, uh, somewhere in like Alabama. Sounds and... glu- That sounds so grim. The more <laughs> yeah. delicious the fruit, the yeah. worse it. Uh, the the way that it's grown is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because it was these watermelon farmers, and they like they like kicked out a bunch of you know, illegal immigrants. And they were like, all right, guys, we kicked out all the immigrants. So now you guys can have the jobs and pick the watermelons. And they were all just like, this is too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like you really need to be escaping from, uh, from like a communal mass grave situation in your home country to want to come here and pick raspberries. You know what I mean? Like, no one if you were born with a Nintendo, you're not gonna you you're not gonna leave like a childhood <laughs> where you played video games to then go work in a field. Yeah, I, I, would, also- I would I would do it for a summer on an organic farm <laughs> in college. Right. You, you go know? what is it when you when you travel around the, the uh Europe like oh, wolf oh. wolfing? Wolfing. Uh woofing. 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 Yes. Woofing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always wanted no. to do that. All the hot girls did that, man. No, that's what you do. David, David did that. Oh, ooh, this is some ooh, this is great scheme. All right. Okay. okay. We revert you flip it, reverse it. You have Europe Europeans pay to come to the United States to live an organic American experience. Dude, this is so you're not even for you right here, baby. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're not 
<laughs> you're not even paying them slave wages. They're paying you to be there. And they and you get to they get to live in like a motel six on like an Alabama turnpike. Oh yeah. They're like, wow, it's 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 the real American experience. This yeah, we, is perfect. We'll pay you in like grits and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. barbecue authentic. and authenticity. Yeah, just, we're just yeah, we're just gonna pay you in authenticity. Yeah, yeah. It is perfect. This is perfect. So, uh, oh, I'll give you, um, here's a stat for you. So ICE, you know, ICE was formed after the, uh, after 9-11, you know, and uh, part of Homeland oh, yeah. Security. Uh, and it's brand new. So ICE hasn't been here. Before that, it was uh, the INS mm -hmm. and Border Patrol. In uh, 2012, $10 billion went to ICE and immigration. So that's how much money we spend on keeping out people or basically snitching on people and putting kids in cages in in 2012 thanks yeah. Obama. 18 billion dude thanks. it's in it i mean like it has to all be going just to like mexico uh like border enforcement like there's nobody hanging around williamsburg looking for like millionaire french people like get out you're here illegally <laughs> it's all it's all going to the southern border we don't have social Do democracy want, oh, and then trump is like why aren't there nordic people immigrating to our country what the yeah fuck? what do you think yeah uh what is it called i'm gonna look it up right now op i think it's called operation stone garden should, should be a it, it should be a, a grunge ska band yeah. it's, not, it's not a grunge ska band operation stone garden is same, same like mind, the 1033 baby. program where the military gives money to the mm -hmm. police operation uh -huh. stone garden is where uh the homeland security gives money to local police to carry out um uh ice and border patrol activities. Oh dear god. <laughs> That's the funniest shit because I mean, look, when you give when you give the NYPD or the CPD, the Chicago PD like weapons of war, like that's one thing that is on its own right uh terrible and a stupid injustice. But imagine <laughs> imagine giving some fucking West Texas shithead Three person police department, a fucking submachine gun. Like what? What's the point? Why? We got to give you guys uh, night vision goggles, uh, full Iron Man, Tony Stark body armor suits. <laughs> yes. Hey, those like, those like those really those saguaro cactuses. Not only sometimes look like people, that's how tall they are, but they also are spiky. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're like. You're like giving giving um uh Tommy Lee Jones's character from No Country for Old Men like Splinter Cell like night vision. We're just like <laughs> hey, some sometimes crazy things happen in this world. We should, well, yeah, we should all be given the cattle. This should be given the cattle killer thing that uh Anton Chigurh gets. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be, that'd be a cool use of resources. Mm-hmm. Uh well boys, we did it. Yeah. We went uh, this feels right. Yeah, it's uh it's man, still no defunding of the police. Uh again, I can't emphasize this enough. Uh if you really feel bad about 
all these police departments not existing anymore. Just take some of that money and give it to the white hats that um, <laughs> are ticketing <laughs> the 2007 Ford Expedition that is going the wrong way on Flushing Avenue. It's 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 okay. Okay, it's we're gonna right. have to do a separate episode just that is only Danny's uh, parking and traffic gripes. Petty like, grievances. Do- yeah. Danny's petty grievances. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a, a festivist, but just about municipal parking violations. Actually, uh, actually, if we probably, if there is a probably rife content, uh, for just the pet, the actual sort of traipsing into blue collar crime, white collar crime area of um, mm-hmm. uh motorists killing cyclists and then easily getting away with it it's uh, there's a huge that happens a lot that's one reason that i didn't ride a bike in new york for the first 10 years i was here was seeing all of the white bicycle memorials everywhere right and this was before there were bike lanes everywhere in the city so um it's only very recently that we've joined the, the you know the rest of the modern world in having bike lanes here I'm gonna I'm gonna divest from my fund that's called the the Kill Bicyclists Fund, uh, mostly. Because David, you're are you part of that fund? But <laughs> it's uh, I guess that's my I don't know. Yes, that that's the white collar crime connection that we have with this segment that we're gonna cover. Um, we had we ran the, we ran the gamut, guys. We ran, we talked about everything important this week in Ponzi Scream, and um, I'm happy for us and. We're going to keep the segment going on the police, uh, keep talking about anything relate that uh, kind of come up related to uh, that those sorts of people, those sorts of animals, and go down to, uh, I don't know, have you guys gone down to the uh, Occupy City Hall yet? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. I went down, I got a free sandwich, um, I biked down there, and they, I, they had me, like, sit, uh, stand with my bicycle in between the protesters and the cops to form a little line. That was a nice, it's, it's worth checking out. Uh, hopefully they will uh, be successful in their goals. And yeah, hopefully it'll work. for anybody that hasn't been, for anybody who's not in New York, the uh, protests and marches have been going on for 30 days now, which is wow. really an incredible amount of discipline and uh, stamina to sustain this level of protests. Yeah. Yeah, they they absolutely continue to happen. Obviously, solidarity with everything that's happening there and if um the way th- if I if I were to guess, I would say that there's probably going to be some pretty intense demonstration happening on July 4th this year. Uh that's yeah. probably going to be that's that's probably going to be a pretty big day for everybody if I don't say so myself. Yeah. Well, I'm looking I I'm uh sort of looking forward um kind of with some grimly to what's going to happen this month because when are the mass waves of uh foreclosures and evictions going to really kick in and i think it's going to be soon yeah we're really going to see what our justice system and court system especially are made of you know and you know whether you get judges in new york city being like you're out you're out you're out you know like because that's the thing. It's like, what happens if these systems uh, aren't carried out, you know? And there's, like, everybody starts asking, like, acting like Mario Salerno, who's just sort of like, nah, you guys don't have to pay rent this month. 
you know, who knows what happens. All right. Well, we'll see. Gabe puts on Gabe puts on a corn mask <laughs> and goes outside <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> uh, I am free balling society. Um, all right, guys, uh, that's Ponzi screen. Bye bye. Bye. All see right. You later.